0: Alright, so we've been talking about the flood. Uh, We went through some stuff about what the flood kind of had pointed out to me, some ideas. Um, We're here midway through chapter 6. Verse 18 is where we're going to start. God's Refreshing here, he's going over and he's talking about, you know, this is where he's telling him how to build the ark. um, The size of the ark, uh, where the window was. You guys remember how many floors are supposed to be in the ark? Three. Three floors. Um, A single door, a single window. Um, He's going through uh, how long he had to build it. um, Some of the stuff that he was supposed to be doing in that process. So God was just kind of marching through some of this. He then comes apart here in verse 18. And, um, Lori, read that one for me. But with thee will I establish my covenant, and thou shalt come unto the ark, thou and thy sons, thy wife, thy sons, wives, and thee. With thee, I'm sorry. All right, so here's where God makes this promise to to Moses. He tells him, he says, Moses, Moses, Noah. (laughs) Um, he gets to Noah here, and he tells him that I'm, you know, he's going to establish this covenant, right? He's going to make this promise that his wife, his sons, uh, and his sons' wives, they're all going to enter into the ark, okay? Um, because prior to some of that, you know, he was talking about how, um, you know, a bunch of people here, um, David and them, Dean and Facebook <coughs> <coughs> Dan- So he's going through and he's talking to him about, you know, man, he's going to wipe out because, you know, of all the destruction, uh, how how bad things have gotten. Uh, We talked about how, you know, upset God was about and that kind of stuff. So he's going to use Noah as his way through this, the original promise of the coming, uh, the seed. All right. So we want to get into entering into the ark. All right. First, just question before we get started. What went on to the ark? Animals, two of them. All right. So we got two of two of animals, right? Noah, cause I know a guy. Yeah. Noah and the fam, right? Two animals. What kind of animals? Of each kind, male, female. Yeah. All right. Is that it? Fouls of the air. Yeah, the fowls that will be under the animals and stuff. Food, isn't it? Food? Yeah. yeah. Take that. Take under thee of all okay. food. All right. So let's get started. And we're going to start in verse um, 19. Someone read verse 19 for me. Two of every sort shalt bring into the ark to keep them alive with thee. They shall be male and female. All right. So here's your male and female. Why male and female? So they can breed. <laughs> so they can breed. All right. It's not going to work out if they took took anything other than what's that? No double steves. <laughs> no double steves. All right. All right. So you have the male, the female, um, two of every sort. Thou shalt bring unto the ark. Um, verse 20. Someone read that one for me. Of fowls after their kind, and of cattle after their kind, of every creeping thing of the earth after his kind, two of every sort shall come unto thee to keep them alive. All right. So here you have the fowls, the cattle, and, and I guess the way God categorized you have people that, you have the birds that fly, you have the cattle, <laughs> and then everything else is creepy things. <laughs> I mean, that's, uh-huh. Everything else is the creepy things. Again, now, remember in creation, what we heard over and over and over was after their kind, after their kind, right? Here it is again, right? So when God calls the animals, God's given the instructions to Noah on what is coming into the ark is after their kind, over and over, fowls. At no point was anything, no evolution craziness happening here, okay? It was all after their kind. And then, lastly, verse twenty-one. Someone read that one. And take thou unto thee all food that is eaten, and thou shalt gather it to thee, and it shall be for it should be for food for thee and for them. All right. So there we got it. All right, you guys got it. Animals, which include what they talked about in verse twenty, knowing the fam, and then the food. Anybody have any idea what kind of food you think he would take it? taking on the ark? Vegetarian. <coughs> <coughs> Veggies? Steak. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was that was the cattle. <laughs> they brought four. <laughs> they picked them up floating in the water. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's They it probably did out on a behavioral pattern, yeah. You know? What's you know, that? What animal didn't behave, you know. <laughs> just whatever. Right. That, what animal <laughs> didn't behave. And right. we don't know what other animals were on there. There might have been some that <laughs> just didn't work out. You dogs and cats get along the <laughs> That's right Alright so in verse 22 I like how he ends this chapter He's been giving Noah all these instructions and, he's, and verse 22 says Thus did Noah According to all that God commanded him And so did he This is what is very very important Because God has decided he's going to wipe the earth out And so God says I want you to build the boat. And remember, he was specific on how he wanted the boat built, right? right? And then he's very specific on what is to enter into the ark as well. Then he makes that promise to Noah that it will be Noah and his family. So it says, I love how it says, according to all that God commands him. This is the downside or the, the problem with American Christianity today is everyone wants to do kinda what God commands. And this is the problem. Had Noah think about this. Uh, when we were going through the boat, I told him what kind of wood to build, I told him how to put it together, I told him what, three levels, right? In the window. What if Noah had decided, man, you know, it's taken me an awful long time. You know, if I put this third level on, it could take me upwards of a hundred years. You know, God keeps saying that it's rain's coming. I don't really need two, three levels. So let me just build two levels. Would the ark have worked? No. No. You know, the pitch that they used to cover, what if he decided to uh, subcontract that out, you know? Maybe use a little bit cheaper than, not as much pitch as God said to use. You know, what would have happened to the boat? Probably would have sank, right? You know, what if, what if Noah said, you know What? I know, God, you want me to, to build this boat to look this particular way. But, you know, I mean, if, if I curled it a different way or, you know, how ships are built nowadays, you know, if, I, if I design this a little different, I, I really think that this will float. You know, I'll, I'll cut some of them headwinds. Maybe we can, you know, do some skiing or something <laughs> or whatnot as it goes along. It's not how God commanded it to be done. So you have Noah here who found grace in the eyes of God. And I love the story of Noah over and over and over. If anything, Noah's motto would be Noah did all according to what God said. You know, um, it says thus Noah did. Noah did according by faith Noah. I mean, over and over and over, the story of Noah is... God told me to do it this way. We do it this way. You know, I was having a conversation with the boys and we were discussing that that flesh versus spirit battle that we have. And, you know, American Christianity today wants this this worship style that is pleasing to them. And you hear their church service, you hear them, well, I just really enjoy this style of music, or I really in, enjoy smoke and lights, or you know I really enjoy, I really like, I really want, we have to be careful because it, we're not here to please ourselves and then worship God secondly. Right? We're here to worship God. And so if the style of music that, that pleases god is not the style of music that pleases my flesh which one you think wins out well which one should win out <laughs> the one that pleases god and no matter what i feel i like or i want i have to retrain lori and i are on these diets how many have you been on a diet before yeah. nobody <laughs> okay how well does a diet work? What's that? that? How many have stayed on the diet? How many have stayed (laughs) on the diet? And why do most diets fail? Because we start craving the things that we're not supposed to have. And in order to make a diet work, you have to completely change everything that you're used to. Your lifestyle has to change. And yet when we roll over into Christianity and we come to God and ask for forgiveness and accept Christ as our personal Savior, all of a sudden our lifestyle can still stay the same. I can't lose weight and still eat. Every Sunday we come in and they have something horrible for me up there on that counter. And I got Barry saying, here, eat some of this, eat some of this. You know, my pastor's tempted me in this stuff, you know. And he he knoweth do good and doeth it not to him to sin. Yeah, and that's one of the things is, is we have to change. And Noah in this situation, you know, we see the lineage of Seth, how more and more of the lineage of Seth fell into the temptations of living like the world that day. And how they were just riotous living and and, and not caring about the things of God anymore. And that, that godly lineage. Had got to the point that, I mean, think about this. Noah spent, what, over a 100 years preaching the coming of the flood? How many people went on that ark with him? Not one additional person. Not one. <laughs> you want to talk about someone who's heartbroken over his ministry. Spend a 100 years preaching the gospel and you don't save a soul. In fact, things got worse yeah. the they, longer they you mocked. preached. They mocked. They mocked. You know, and yet Noah did according. We, people say, well, it's so hard to stand up for God these days because there are so many people that disagree. And they're right. The day before Noah got on that boat, how many people do you think agreed with Noah? Except for his family? No. Seven people. His family. <coughs> That's it. You want to talk about a guy who had every right to say, hey, the whole world, it feels like the whole world is against me. They were. And yet Noah's motto, his life example on his tombstone would say, Noah did according to God's will. And so, you know, closing out chapter six here, all of the commandments that God has given in regards to the ark. Noah followed to a T. And so when you bring that fast forward to today, whether we like what is taught in the word of God or not, whether we agree, you know, there's some stuff in here that is tough to swallow. A lifestyle we have to agree. You know, the world teaches all these different belief systems that are contrary to the word of God. How strong do we stand on according to God's will are we serving according to God's will are we sacrificing think about all Noah had to sacrifice to do God's will I mean he spent all those years building the boat when I'm sure he could have done all kinds of other things you know how dedicated when God comes to us now I don't know you know I, I have a calling you know I believe God has called me to preach I enjoy teaching, you know, I really love running the sound, but my calling is preaching. I don't know how many of you in here have a calling, a ministry that you feel God has equipped you for and and gathered you up for, you know, that takes priority, and sometimes it gets stupid hard, sometimes it feels like you're the only one that is doing it, but just like Noah, it says, you just do according to his will. And sometimes that means you're going to sacrifice. You know, you have to give up some stuff to do so. But all in all, when it's said and done, what was Noah's uh, reward? He lived. He lived. (laughs) He made it through the coming flood. And so when you look at it, as we're trying to do the will of god we all have hard times coming all right if we want to get through those hard times with the help of god what do we need beforehand Be saved saved but we need to be doing the will of god we can't enter into a hard time when we're struggling with god and what god's called us to do right if noah was arguing with god about how to build this boat or procrastinating, maybe Noah's like, you know, I can start next year. You know what I mean? Or I'll just do a little bit now and go do what I want to do or however, he would not have been ready to go through the flood when it was when it was time. And that's the same with us. I, I truly believe that that people believers that fall apart in hard times do so because they weren't where they needed to be at the beginning. Now, hard times are hard times, and some of that's like losing your child and stuff. I personally, I don't know if I could go through something like that. I don't know how people go through that, but it takes a person who is solid in their in their will of God to even have a hope of getting through some of that stuff. Does that make sense? So, and we never know. Does anybody ever know when their hard times are coming? Sometimes, but usually not. Usually not blink of an eye. All right? So if you take a page, any page out of Noah's book, it's we don't know when the hard times are coming because God didn't tell Noah exactly when the flood was coming, just that it was coming. Noah had to be prepared. And the only way to be prepared is to do it God's way the whole time. Does that make sense? I hope I'm having a good day when he comes back. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> you got to start over again. Wake up on the other side of the bed sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Jim? Read Joseph, I mean, he was doing the right thing, and it just, that's what I'm actually teaching that over at the nursing home, but it's like every he was doing the exact right thing, and, I mean, he goes from getting the attempt they're going to kill him to slave to yeah. prison. I mean, it's just Well, and that's another, true. But, but if he wasn't set before all that started. Absolutely. Well, and Noah in and, and jo, and Joseph's situation, he wouldn't have gone through all that had he not been in the will of God. That's the flip side of that. Which is, is, is sometimes being in the will of God puts you into some hard times. But again, the only way to get through it is to maintain the will of God. Do it according and, and it just it, poor Joseph, it didn't seem like he was ever going to catch a break. Mm-hmm. You know, you were talking about a guy who had every right to say, you know what? I give up, man. But had he given up... We wouldn't have the nation of Israel. The nation of Israel would have never happened because he was the one that brought them into the land. He's the one that started all that gave them, basically, Egypt to grow. So we have no idea what's coming. But ultimately, being in the will of God, doing what God has told you to do, is the only way to make it through those times. All right. Um... Chapter 7, verses 2 and 3. Someone read those for me. And the Lord said unto Noah, Come thou and all thy house unto the art. for thee have I seen righteous before me in this generation. Wait, what chapter? Genesis <laughs> chapter 7, verse 2 and 3. <laughs> I Genesis reading. chapter 7. I, I know. Every clean <laughs> beast thou shalt take. Yeah. I didn't hear what she read. <laughs> she just read verse 1. That's okay. Yeah, she uh, just read verse 1. one. <laughs> oh, well, verse 1. I don't she don't read verse 1. Oh, gotcha, okay. <laughs> All right. Someone read verses 2 and 3 for me. Of every clean beast thou shalt take uh, to thee by sevens, the male and his female, and of beasts that are not clean by two, the male and his female. Of all of fowls, also of the air by sevens, the male and the female, to keep seed alive upon the face of all the earth. Oh, wait a minute. I thought you guys said that the animals were only two by two. Yeah, that's What does that say? That's food. Are you sure about that? Yeah. Sevens, For the male and the female, to keep seed alive. Now, here's here, here's it's just the clean beast. These are not the creepy ones for the cattle. <laughs> it's not the creepy ones. These are the clean beasts. You mm-hmm. want to make sure they'll survive. All right, so here's here's some stuff that I that I went through and I, and I was finding about this. So we all know that at some point in, in the Old Testament as it progresses, God expresses that there are particular animals that he deems as clean and unclean. Um, I think that's Leviticus, <coughs> if I remember correctly. All right? Those that are clean and unclean to eat. We also know that when God lays out his offerings and his sacrifices, when it's written down into law, that there are particular animals that are right for sacrifices, certain ones that are supposed to be used for offerings and so forth. So here's the belief process is you have... From the beginning of time, you have Adam and Eve, even though it is not written down as law as of yet. These practices of clean and unclean, not for food, but for the sacrifices and whatnot, has been passed down generation to generation and so forth. Okay? Now, um, again, I, I couldn't find any lockdown. There isn't anything written that God said prior to the flood that you have to do do it all this way, but there is very there's a reason that he's calling some clean and unclean. Now, later on it talks about, and I think he read it that it is as soon as Adam Adam, man, I can't never keep his name, Noah as soon as Noah exits the boat what's the first thing he does? No. He builds an altar and he sacrifices some of every, of the clean beasts. Right. Okay? So there is that Picture there that there is some sort of teaching about animals and offering and sacrifices. Now it's not written as of law as of yet, but that idea, God slaughtered the first animal for the skin when Adam and Eve, right? So there is apparently picture at least in several situations here of this teaching of offerings and sacrifices. Jim, real fast. I say that's the. the Gino, because I've heard people say, "Well, how would you get like?" these like, "Just use a dog, like the Great Dane." Yeah, I'm not getting into all that right okay. now. Hold on a second. So, here's why I don't think that it was um, to be eaten, okay? Because in Genesis 1:29, he tells us what of every herb of the field. All right, there isn't that order to eat until if you jump to chapter nine. This is after flood, verse three. God's talking to Noah, right? And he says in verse 3, Every moving thing that liveth shall be meat for you, even as the green herb had I given you all things. So God tells Noah after the flood, now you can eat the meat. So it seems to me, and from what I can tell, and if anyone can tell me differently, that pre-flood, people were vegetarian. Okay? Okay. Um. Now, the, and even still, they say, well, that's the clean mint and the unclean. Th- this here, after, says every moving thing. The only the only um, restriction is it says, but the flesh of light thereof, which is the blood thereof, shall ye not eat, which it has to be dead. Not really sure why you would start to eat something that's still alive, but basically... Um, the the idea here is, from what I read, they're meaning that the blood's not pumping through the veins. I guess maybe that has to actually be dead for a while. I, you know, I'm not a hunter. I don't know how all that stuff works. Okay. So the clean and the unclean, I I, I personally feel, and I meant to ask the pastor, and <clears throat> Dad's not here, so um, I, I feel that that has more to do with um, the idea of the offerings and whatnot, because the very first thing Noah d- does when he gets off the ark is he offers some of the unclean beasts. Now, I also um, also believe that there was more of the clean than the unclean so that they reproduce quicker to be used for the purpose of God. All right, That was one of the commentaries that I had read, that the reason that there was, you know, of course, not, some people will say there were seven. There was only seven of the unclean beasts, But it says of them male and female, so that would be an awkward number. He should have said eight, you know what I mean? So the the prevailing theory is there were seven pairs, okay, uh, of the unclean, all right? So, So that gets up there. You know, you start talking about a whole lot of extra animals. So the clean and the unclean, my personal belief until someone shows me otherwise is more of you know those are the ones that are for the offerings the sacrifices and so forth that has kind of been taught because like i said noah came off doing that so that's not something while he was on the boat was like you know i wonder what god would think if i did an offering for him right off the boat you know it was something that was already in his his raisin if that makes sense because it even says if i remember right the words afterwards and god smelled a sweet savior you know the, the the smell of the offering that went up to him. Okay, so it was something pleasing to God. So basically, what you end up having is you have seven un or seven clean pairs, two pairs of unclean, or two a pair of unclean, um, and then it goes on and it says of the fowls, verse three, um, also by the air sevens, the male and the female, and keep them seed <coughs> alive. Apparently, God really likes birds. Sorry, Lori, I don't know what to tell you. He really wanted to make sure the birds populated, all right? Um, but I'm not sure why. God just likes, he didn't really care about the creepy things, though, didn't. None of those are clean, so. Um, so anyway, um, we'll, we'll stop it there. Um, I, did, I just wanted to mention real quick, um, I was looking up about how many animals people were thinking was on the boat. It is all over the place. I heard so li- little as 900. I heard upward to 50,000. Okay. So um, the biggest there's a book called The Genesis Flood. Um, it was written in 1961. A guy by the name of Morris and Whitcomb. Um, they they estimated about 35,000. The it, the cool part about the boat. Is the ability that Noah had to build this large boat? They said man as a whole did not start building boats this size or bigger that were floatable up until about 150 or so years ago. But prior to that, everything was just small little sailing boats or whatnot. So the idea that Noah, of course, we all know why, but you know, he build it the way god said build it but noah built this what would we to say two football fields this giant boat three decks that held who knows however many animals thousands of years before just goes to show you and who knows how how far along those guys were intellectually speaking all right when you really think about it